Jets fans, Winnipeg is starting to get into the heart of the fall season. And with that, you know, we're going to take a look at some of Winnipeg's upcoming games and check in on the NHL standings to see how the Central is shaping up and where Winnipeg might fit in the grand scheme of things. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, like I said uh, at the intro, I wanted to cover a couple of quick topics. Uh, The first thing we're going to take a look at is Winnipeg's upcoming slate of around six games and sort of dive into Winnipeg's opponents because obviously uh, this year, the the start to the season for a lot of teams has been a bit topsy-turvy, a bit uneven. I believe the league is making it an, a, a bit of a, a push to have teams play more out-of-conference squads, um, and Winnipeg's schedule has definitely been among the hardest. I believe based on some uh, current uh, goals above replacement or or war or wins above replacement projections, the Jets have actually had the second uh, hardest start to a season among any NHL teams. So obviously Winnipeg is, is looking pretty okay with the 3-3-8 record, but uh, Winnipeg's schedule from here definitely has some really interesting squads, and some of these opponents are going to be harder than I think the Jets were probably anticipating. So taking a look at, uh, obviously, a couple of games, one of which will be this evening, uh, the first game on our slate is going to be the LA Kings. Now, the Kings are kind of a team that has struggled with goaltending recently. Uh, Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick have been a little bit, you know, off and on, uh, a bit uneven and like this team just doesn't have a ton of offensive depth. Oftentimes the Kings find themselves really leaning on the goaltending to sort of bail them out of any of their defensive issues. But you know, this team definitely is, is kind of halfway in the process of switching over from being a rebuilder to trying to compete more consistently. Uh, They have some young up and comers who are definitely making a major impact on this team. Sean Dursey, who's, a little bit chaotic, but a fun player, kind of like um, maybe like a prototype of Neil Pionk in some ways. And then you've got Gabe Velarde, who is finally staying healthy, who has been a really steadfast contributor in their middle six. Uh, Kopitar, of course, uh, the ageless wonder, continues to be an amazing player. Arvidsson and Fiala, to a lesser extent, newcomers who have definitely helped them create more offensive opportunities, but haven't quite been finding the back of the net yet. Uh, overall, though, this Kings team, it, it definitely doesn't have like a lot of elite depth. And I, I forget if they're still missing um, Ayafalo. I think he was out due to injury or something. Uh, Kemp Bay, though, is still there and is still putting up pretty good numbers. So this is a team that's going to be a difficult one. 
Winnipeg is going to be on the road in L.A., and I, I think Hellebuck's going to have to be really sharp. Given how the Jets play the Blues, I do think the Jets should come away with a victory here, and I wouldn't be shocked if they score uh, four or five goals against this Kings team. <laughs> now, tomorrow evening, the Jets are going to be facing the Arizona Coyotes, and the Yotes, uh, <clears throat> definitely one of the bottom feeders this year in the league and in the Central Division. Not super shocking that they are in the state that they are. Uh, obviously, they haven't exactly been managed well recently. The team has kind of erred on the side of maybe going more for a tanking process. I don't really know what Arizona's long-term plan is. I think the first thing that they want to figure out is where exactly they'll be playing in the future because <clears throat> obviously they don't have a, a, a steady rink yet. They're talking about building one, I think, somewhere in Glendale or something. I don't exactly know what city they're trying to, to fi figure all of this out in because um, some of these cities that they've mapped out haven't really been receptive. I mean, everyone sort of knows the Yotes are in a really dire strait. The NHL team not doing much better than the rink negotiations. They are among the worst teams in um, surrendering scoring opportunities and creating offense the Yotes just aren't really good at anything, but they still have beaten Toronto, which is really funny. Uh, Toronto somehow has not beaten this Yotes team in many years, but Arizona should be a softer opponent for the Jet for the Jets. Uh, really hoping that David Riddick has a big game as backup because I'm I'm guessing Hellebuck is not going to be starting both games. Um, but I mean, the Yotes really haven't created much, really aren't generating much, and are conceding a lot. So. If Winnipeg can't beat this team, that would be a little bit sad. I know it's on like a second half of a back-to-back, -back, but this team is definitely good enough to do it. And if the Jets can come away with two victories out of these games, or even three out of four points, I would be decently pleased. I, I would expect the Jets to at least win one of them. Uh, anything less than two, like two points would be a huge disappointment, and I think the Jets um, would probably not be thrown with that. <clears throat> No road games are ever easy, but these are two softer opponents for the Jets, relatively speaking. I say that now, and I, I probably jinxed it, but you know, after this is when the Jets really start facing some some quality teams. So it's really important that you take care of business against the softer squads, because once you start facing like playoff caliber teams, then things get a little bit dicey, and the Jets are going to have to find ways to squeeze out points. Um, thus far, you know, the lack of scoring depth in Winnipeg hasn't really been. Uh, like the biggest issue, but I do think over the course of the season, that'll start to reflect itself. Team just really needs to get Ehlers back as soon as humanly possible. Um, a good update on that. He is apparently in the process of skating with the Jets and is looking a little bit better, but he's definitely not planning to play on this road trip from, from what I understand. So hoping that whatever he's dealing with, he can come back quickly and rejoin the team because Winnipeg definitely misses his transition ability and his creativity. But until then, I think the team can still at least put off, pull off some pretty good results, and we'll talk about a few more games on Winnipeg's upcoming schedule in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs, whether it's college football or professional football, maybe even uh, the start of the basketball season. A lot of you are probably really into that stuff. I've never really watched a lot of basketball Truth be told, I am a, a Terps college basketball fan, if you can even call me that. But when it comes to like pro basketball, I haven't really followed it avidly, but 
I know a lot of you do. I think a lot of you are probably Raps fans. And if you're looking for all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis, and everything in between, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of that. Plus, they've also got live betting, uh, up-to-the-minute scores, and they cover so much more than just basketball and football. They've also got MLB baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, triple crown horse racing, hockey for all of us. Uh, They've even got Bundesliga football, Premier League, all that fun stuff, whatever you're into. They've got every sport imaginable. They've also got stuff for non-sports fans. Like if you're into like Vegas casino games or you just want to change your pace, they've also got you covered there. So getting started really couldn't be easier. Just register for a free account at BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are, of course, previewing Winnipeg's upcoming slate of games and trying to figure out, you know, just how many wins and points the Jets might scrap out of the next six games or so. Uh, the first half of the schedule is not as difficult, but the second half is is pretty tough. Before we go any further, though, I do want to sh- uh, suggest a really cool show that I think you should probably be listening to from your second listen of the day be sure to check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, Locked On Sports Today helps you go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. You can follow Locked On Sports Today on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, same as we're available, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. Checking in at Winnipeg's schedule, of course, uh, <clears throat> like I said, the first couple of games, Kings, Yotes, probably a couple of points there for the Jets that I think we can feel fairly confident in. Uh, I say that, but of course, you know, sometimes Winnipeg does surprise us. That said, though, you know, the, the next slate of games, I think, is where things get a little bit dicier. Uh, on Sunday, the Jets are going to be facing off against the Golden Knights again. This will be a big chance for the Jets to kind of have a statement game. Last game, uh, that, that was a big loss to the Knights. You really can't be too upset. They beat the Avs, and then, you know, the Golden Knights, they played competitively, but they couldn't score, and uh, the goaltending for the Jets was a little bit substandard. Riddick wasn't great in net, and I think that really showed. Um, So this will be a nice kind of refresh button, maybe a chance for Winnipeg to have a slightly more competitive outing. Uh, If they can avoid going down 4-0 in the first period, I think that would certainly set them up for bigger success. You know, it is what it is. The last game was kind of like a schedule loss, if ever there was one. This time, though, the Jets are going to have at least a little bit of rest in between. And thankfully, Arizona is not as far from Vegas um, as some of the other destinations. So, you know, hopefully the shorter trip means that Winnipeg should be well rested and able to put on a really good show. Then after that, there's like a decent pause as the Jets return home. Uh, Winnipeg schedule has a lot of these random breaks where they don't play for many days. And then suddenly they have like three or four games Then you know, no, no more games for several days. Like it if I could just have like consistent hockey, but, uh, I was asking for a lot. So they're back in, in town and they'll be playing Canadians. The Habs have kind of had like a solid start to the season. This team plays fun hockey, very energetic, very young. Um, We'll see Kovacevic back in the lineup, I would expect. Uh, Their defense is definitely being shuffled around a lot, and the forwards are kind of um, being rotated. 
Now, the the record so far for this team hasn't been great, and I think the goaltending hasn't really been stellar. Uh, they're three and four to start the year, but hey, I mean, it's the Habs. They're still rebuilding. This is a young team that's really trying to show off um, and give kids like uh, Juraj uh, Slavkovsky some, some real prime NHL experience. So not a team to take lightly, but I think the Jets should probably have at least a point out of this game. I think the Jets are good enough to do that at home. Um, and really, when you face squads like this, you just got to take care of business. Uh, now, the next two opponents are surprisingly difficult. Uh, the Blackhawks are, are a team that is defensively very stingy. They are, are still conceding a number of goals, but surprisingly, um, defensively speaking, they have had a, a pretty decent record. And they are third in the division right now, which is a little bit higher than you would expect. Uh, obviously, a four in two record is probably a little bit generous for this team. I don't expect they'll be staying in the top three of the Central for much longer. But I think a lot of people were really expecting Chicago to be terrible this year. I think long term, they're definitely still more in the lottery conversation. But it seems like the Hawks are at least going to be a tougher out. So the Jets really can't slack off. Um, and I think Winnipeg needs to be on its best behavior and avoid falling into the trap of assuming this is a crap team because, look, Chicago may still be rebuilding, but this team in the past has given Winnipeg fits. So, you know, treat the squad like it's it's going to be a stingy affair and make sure that you can squeeze out a few goals and come out on the right side of this, especially because the next opponent on Tuesday, November 8th, is Dallas, and this is... um a team that is playing as well as the Golden Knights are, maybe among the best in, in the NHL so far. Uh, the Stars are fast. They're aggressive. They have a great forecheck. Um, their players seem to find really soft spots in defensive coverages. Pete DeBoer seems to have the team playing pretty decent hockey so far. Will it last beyond the season? I don't know. DeBoer always kind of has like a solid first year, and then things start to fall apart. But uh yeah, the Stars, at least for now, are dangerous. They've played solid hockey, and I, I think the Jets really should expect a fierce fight. Hopefully Winnipeg can come out on this one a little bit on the better side of the ledger. Last game against the Stars wasn't so great, uh, but the, the Jets have a really good chance here to uh, rewrite the script a little bit and hopefully come out, come out stronger, come out swinging, and show off a little bit more. Uh, the Stars are a good squad, so playing a competitive game and beating them or even collecting a point would be awesome. Overall, I think, you know, the Jets are probably looking at something like a three, two and one record over the next six games. Um, ideally something like four and two would be nice uh, or maybe four, one and one, but you know, be, be, be a little bit, uh, I would say measured in expectations just because this is a tough schedule and these are some really quality teams. The Jets are going to be facing, but uh, speaking about standing stuff in a little bit, we'll take a look at how the Central Division is doing and how the rest of the league is doing and where Winnipeg falls in the whole mixture of everything. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are circling back here to look at um, the current NHL standings and, and kind of where the Jets fall in all of this and how all of these teams have really stacked up. It's been 
Uh, a bit of a complicated start for a lot of teams. Maybe not the best start for some squads as they were expecting. Other teams are punching above their weight a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and the Jets, you know, generally speaking, have had not a too bad start. Uh, it's not been amazing, but, you know, given the circumstances, missing Ehlers, not having your coaching staff uh, at full strength, it has been um, like not too bad of a start, right? <clears throat> so let's start off with the Central Division. In first, we've got Dallas, then Colorado, then Chicago, then St. Louis, Winnipeg in fifth, Minnesota sixth, um, Nashville in seventh, and Arizona in eighth. Now, the difference between first and eighth is only five points, it being very early in the season. So take this stuff with a grain of salt. I think the teams that are kind of in the four to seven range are going to be the ones competing for that third spot and maybe even a wild card spot uh, versus the Pacific Division. Uh, the Jets are definitely in this mix. I think Winnipeg is probably going to be um, like fourth in, in the division, I would say, at the end of the season. I think that's a fair assessment. I think the Jets have shown some quality signs. I think it's going to be a little bit tough, though, just because this division is its not amazing, and I think Winnipeg can take advantage of that. But the Jets themselves also need some roster support. And if they have a single injury, it often uh, does seem to cascade down because Winnipeg doesn't really have a lot of depth for replacements at present. But maybe by the trade deadline, something changes. Maybe a couple of guys get called up and things kind of turn around a bit. But for, for now, let's assume the Jets probably looking somewhere in the four to five range, which not bad in the division, but it could be a little bit better. Um the Blues, I think, are, are definitely going to have a tough year this year. They're not generating much offensively, and their defense is kind of a mess. Uh, it's actually among one of the worst defenses out there. If it wasn't for Arizona, who concedes so many opportunities per game, um, the Blues would definitely be among the worst defenses in the division and certainly the league. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to have a tough year, and unless their goaltending and power play can carry them, it could be a long season. I think they're likely to fall further down the lineup, maybe even as low as sixth. Uh, Minnesota, you would probably think, will rebound a little bit, but the Wild are a strange team this year. They've gotten older. They're not as good, not as deep, and uh, who knows with the goaltending. That's always been an issue for them, and if, if Fleury really is kind of at the end of his career, you know, this Wild team really could be struggling for uh, any sort of starting goaltending. Nashville, you would also think, is probably going to have a stronger year than a 2-4-1 start. Probably expect them to be around the 4-5 to five range. Um, <clears throat> and certainly Chicago in third is probably not going to last. So Central Division, very fluid. But I think so far, aside from Chicago, most teams are kind of in the range that you would probably expect them. Dallas might be the big surprise so far, uh, but <clears throat> who knows how long the Stars are going to be able to keep that up. In the Pacific, we've got Vegas in first, then Calgary, then Edmonton, Seattle in fourth, L.A. in fifth, uh, San Jose in sixth, Anaheim in seventh, <coughs> excuse me, and in, in eighth, we've got Vancouver. Now, the bottom of this division is rough. Um, the Canucks having this bad of a start, I think, was surprising to everyone. Uh, their defense has been atrocious. They can't hold leads. The coaching staff has seemingly lost uh, the commitment of the room, so yeah, tough start to the year for them. Not exactly the way Vancouver fans were expecting this year to go, but maybe not surprising for other people who have seen this team kind of on a bit of a downward slope. Um, the Ducks also kind of in a weird state. I mean, they're just not a great team. 
uh, and they definitely lack some depth. San Jose, again, another squad that's kind of rebuilding and, and really struggling. The goaltending for them has been surprisingly decent, even though they've conceded like 27 goals already. Uh, Staylock and I think whoever else is in net for them um, have both been putting up pretty decent numbers. I think it was, what, Reimer or something like that? Uh, Reimer and Staylock so far are really good, so maybe a team kind of pulls them in for um, uh, a number one starter or maybe like a 1A, 1B kind of situation. Vegas and, and Calgary leading the pack is not super shocking. Seattle looks improved, um, but still a long ways for the Kraken. And uh, the goaltending for them, still not super ideal. So, yeah, interesting starts for the West. <clears throat> I think, obviously, Vegas and Colorado are, are your two front runners, And then Dallas probably will be up there. Um, maybe Calgary in that mix as well. I think the Jets are kind of more middle of the pack compared to a lot of these teams. but because there's so many middle-of-the-pack teams, that might not be an issue this year. So we'll see how it pans out. Um, out east, it's looking like uh, Carolina, Pittsburgh, um, Boston, and Florida are, are all having good starts. I think a lot of people are really excited about the Sabres also doing well. Uh, they're in the top four of the or of the Atlantic. So some interesting names. Philadelphia, I think, might be the team that's caught a lot of people off guard. The Flyers are 4-2 and two so far, but... It being this early in the season, probably not something I would read too much into. Season just kicked off. A lot of teams are sorting stuff out, and the Flyers have enough issues to deal with that you would expect at some point uh, some of the roster issues and team issues will start to catch up. But interesting start to the year. I mean, a lot of teams in some places that you wouldn't really expect. Uh, the Atlantic having Ottawa, Buffalo, and Detroit in the, in the three to five spots. Very interesting. Tampa looking a little bit slower and older, starting with a four and four record. Not great. Uh, yeah, hopefully it, it leads to a really exciting season. And somewhere along the way, I'm also hoping that the Jets kind of sneak into a playoff spot and maybe even go on a little bit of a run. But I'd be curious to know where you think the Jets finish. Let me know at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the two YouTube comments below. Do you think they're on course for a top three division finish? Do you think it might be more of like a wild card spot? Let me know how you think the Jets are going to do this year. And uh, maybe we'll talk about uh, your, your fan sentiments and how you're feeling about the season so far on a future episode. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It features the biggest stories of the days, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and as always, is free to follow and subscribe, so be sure to do that right now. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!